they go really mighty made Other things just make you swear and curse When you're chewing on life's gristle That grumble, give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And always look on the bright side of life Look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, alcoholics of all ages, welcome to If These Walls Could Talk. I'm your host and resident alcoholic, Dougie Fresh. Go grab a snack, juice, pop, or as I like to call it, the champagne of waters, Perrier. Just don't go grab that beer or alcoholic beverage. We'll get this show on the road shortly. Sit back and hang tight. Yes, thank you, Mighty Monty Pythons, for that wonderful introduction. And yes, we always look on the bright side of life. Just to let you know, each week I'll be playing a song from my sober playlist on Spotify, which includes songs just like that one I found inspirational along my road to recovery. I would like to remind everyone to the listening audience tonight that wherever you are in the world, that I do not speak for Alcoholics Anonymous and neither do my guests. We are simply sharing our experience, strength, and hope in the hope that it reaches the practicing and still suffering alcoholic. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. I know I am. Now let's get the show on the road. Since Western movies were first put to the big screen, there's been a wide range of the open range of cowboys and cowgirls who have influenced and brought to life the characters we adore today. Some may include John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, Roy Rogers, Sam Elliott, or Oakley Annie. They have said and done things that are ingrained in the hearts and the minds. As an alcoholic before I quit drinking, people would say or do things to try to get my attention. But there was no film playing upstairs, if you catch my drift. You can sit there teary-eyed and won the hearts of thousands of people, but you wouldn't have won me. So imagine if someone said this to you, I'd rather piss you off than watch you die. I'll say it again, I'd rather piss you off than watch you die. When I heard that not too long ago, I instantly thought of Clint Eastwood pointing a six-shooter at somebody with a cigar in his mouth, ready to shoot. But instead, uttering those words, Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce my new sober friend, Todd. Since AA went online during the pandemic, I have been traveling the world over and gotten to see some pretty and hear some pretty amazing people. These individuals have shared their experience, strength, and hope with me. 
and have given me a wonderful insight into this program. They have also given me some awesome, awesome quotes that I now share with you, my listening audience. How are you doing today, Todd? I'm doing great, Doug. My name is Todd, and I am an alcoholic. That's awesome. Can you uh, maybe just tell the listening audience a little about yourself? Sure. Um, God found it necessary for me to get sober on the 23rd day of June in 1995. After coming to the night before wanting to drink myself to death, as uh, a couple of days before that, the death of a friend, and came to and have had a overwhelming desire to live ever since. Uh, my, I best describe uh, my journey to this beautiful way of life called the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, the program of recovery, is that I uh, went to a party when I was 13, and I came home when I was 31. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a, a kind of a true, honest assessment, it just was a blackout for those 19 years. and. I've been fortunate now to be able to live one day at a time uh, more days than was in the days that I drank. And um, for someone that had no desire to uh, ever give up my dear old friend alcohol and never thought that I would live to be 30, today I'm in in the retirement age and uh, doing well. And um, I'm so grateful for this way of life that God found a way to helped me uh, make some decisions, and they gave me the courage to take some actions to get sober. And uh, I put AA first in my life, uh, first and foremost, uh, is that uh, if I drink, I lose what I have, and uh, I don't have a spiritual connection with God. So I put AA first, and I live with the embracing uh, principles that I have found of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps are God first, others second, and ourselves third. And I try to remember on a daily basis not to make a big deal out of anything other than God in the 12 steps. Very, very good. Well said. Um, can you share with everyone uh, how we uh, got to know each other and uh, maybe, uh, you know, um, uh, how that happened and how this has transpired? Absolutely. So um, my home group is the Monday Night Men's Group. We're in South Dakota. And as uh, the church that we were meeting in had uh, temporarily in our part of the United States closed um, <clears throat> to meetings of outside uh, groups and so forth, and we've been meeting there since we found it in 2006. This was in uh, March, I believe, or April of, I think it was March of uh, 2020 of this past year. Anyway, we went to the Zoom option, and, um, and two guys showed up from Canada, Doug and Bob, Bob and Doug, <laughs> from the Great White North. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't remember the Bob and Doug McKenzie show um, from SCTV many years ago. Anyway, uh, so that was a novelty and fun. And, you know, we just connected. And then uh, I was invited to uh, to your group that you meet with, uh, your where you live on Thursday nights, and have very much enjoyed being a part of that. So the friendship that is developed from there is that, you know, we have a saying in AA that uh, – there are no strangers. We're just simply friends that haven't yet met. And so that is certainly the case uh, between us. And I'm, I'm delighted to call you uh, a true friend in the program and in life. Likewise, Todd. I, f- I feel the same way, buddy. Um, so I have to be honest with you. You know, when, when, um, when you first um, shared a little bit of your story on, on the Zoom meetings that we were attending with each other, um, 
and you explained that quote or you said that quote um you know i have to i have to be honest with you it, it really spoke to me can you explain maybe tell the story a, a little bit how that quote came came to you and and uh and what occurred that night sure you know uh the i would rather piss you off than watch you die actually was said to me by a couple of different individuals that didn't know each other so it's not an original quote by the individual it's something that had been in the AA lexicon of really good one-liners for newcomers like me that had ego disorders. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, when I say ego disorder, that is that we're too smart, many of us, for Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, we've never had anybody too dumb for this deal, but we bury a-holes like me all the time because we're too smart. And that's not a compliment when I say that we're too smart. We try to outthink it and we can do it ourselves. And I've learned along the way in this journey that, that there's a hard way and an easy way to do this thing. And the hard way is to do it alone. And the easy way is to know we can't. And in those early stages of not being able to accept that I couldn't do it alone and that it was easier to do it with others, I had a conversation. It was a topic of God. I was going to church at the time. I was struggling to bring God outside of the four walls of that beautiful building and have it apply into my everyday life. And I was really just bar stool arguing behavior to kind of engage because it's what I knew. And I learned in Alcoholics Anonymous early on that, you know, we don't argue about things like God. They said things like, you know, well, if you don't believe in God, you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, those things really got my attention. But in this particular night, I carried it a little further. Two things that come to mind that I had not yet been able to deal with, having not yet been through the steps to understand my defects of character and that is that I have lived my entire life under the premise of my case is different. And it pretty much ruled about everything that did. The second one that continues on to that is the rules that apply to you and everybody else, those rules don't apply to me. And so when you come to the world, and especially Alcoholics Anonymous, where you you think that that kind of BS is going to be able to uh, get you anywhere, there's no, it gets you nowhere. And so in this argumentative state that I was kind of wanting to engage in dialogue that I thought was just friendly uh, discussion was really a blunt force trauma came back when, when I was trying to bring up an argument against God, even though I believed in God because I was someone that was so lost and had no moral compass in my life that I did not understand where he was going with this. He simply looked at me and he point blank said, there is a God and you're not it. And I had this look on my face that blew me away that he saw. And he looked right back at me with this sincere and loving face, and he says, I would rather piss you off than watch you die. (laughs) And just, you know, those are really things that put a newcomer like me at that point in my sobriety and stops me in my tracks. And, And just a little bit of humility begins to creep in. Just a little bit of humility begins to creep in. And, and we have a beautiful saying in Alcoholics Anonymous that AA is a million-dollar program shoved up our butts a nickel at a time. <laughs> and, and there was a couple of nickels right then and there that got put in that day, and, uh, and it was enough to get me to come back to the next because that was a message that had depth and weight. And there was somebody that was telling the truth, and that was what I was lacking. I was incapable of telling the truth in my life. In fact, when it was easier to tell the truth through the time of my life up to that point, 
and beyond, I'm sad to say, when it was technically easier to tell the truth, I would often choose to lie, if not more times than not. And that was a truth that I heard and my heart heard and my head heard, and it caused me to take note and it caused me to take action. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's a pretty amazing story. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, uh, that you shared that quote that night, and I'm glad I was there to listen to it. Um, you know, Todd, uh, I've really appreciated our friendship. Um, you've, you've shared a lot with me that, uh, that I've, uh, that have helped me in my sobriety. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope this friendship continues and, uh, you know, I hope we grow together and, and, uh, you know, I, I hope one day I can get out there to, uh, to South Dakota, me, me and Bob and, uh, and visit you and, uh, and, you know, get to know you a little better. And I looked at the same, and I told my wife, Judy, that we're, we're planning a road trip to uh, uh, north of Toronto and Ontario. Uh, we've never been to that region and Lake Huron, and looking forward to visiting you guys in person as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Todd. Todd, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for coming on here today and, uh, and sharing your experience, strength, and hope with myself and the listeners. And, um, you know, as, uh, as, I've, I've, as I've heard it in the program, may your God go with you, my friend. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for your time, and keep up the good work. You're a good member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I, I appreciate that, Todd. Thank you so much, bud. You have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow. I can, I can tell you when I first heard this quote, and that ran through my mind, was the phrase could mean so much to the speaker and to the audience. What I mean by that is if you're uttering this phrase, you're probably deeply concerned with somebody's well-being. But if you're the receiver of this phrase, you're probably thinking everyone's just out to get you, ultimately rain on your parade. I can tell you from past experiences that this phrase speaks to me more than others. Towards the end of my drinking days, I recall getting into an argument with my wife. The night madness and terror were on me, as Bill W. states in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. My wife was upstairs crying once again, like she did so many other nights, because she just wanted the old Doug to come back. As I'm sitting here, I'm tearing up a little bit because I'm glad the old Doug is back. Well, in the middle of the argument, she stated, I'm going to sit around. I'm not going to sit around here and watch you drink yourself to death. Again, different phrases, both meaning to the speaker and to the audience, different things. So I guess what I'm saying is that sometimes you need a little dirty hairy in your life to straighten you out. Someone who's going to say that one thing that speaks to you or makes you think differently. I want to thank you all again from the bottom of my heart, from the listening, listening and taking your time out of your busy day to lend me your ear. Wow, I'm still tearing up a little bit. This has been If These Walls Could Talk. I'm your host, Dougie Fresh. Join me next week where I will have another guest on and we'll try to solve the world's problems one day at a time. <laughs> if you'd like to drop me a line with inspirational quotes or stories, or if you'd like to be a guest on this show, please email me at dougmatthews80 at gmail.com. Well, I guess that's it, folks. Join me next week, like I said, and we'll, we'll have another guest on. Hey, what about uh, Mighty Pythons? Take us out, buddy. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. 
Other things just make you swear and curse When you're chewing on life's gristle That grumble Give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And Always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing Face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your seat. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance, anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. Life's a piece of shit. When you look at it, life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show, keep them laughing as you go. 